today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. How many of you willingly will accept correction or rebuke? All right, that's a good quality. It's not easy to do that. Pray that the Lord will open your spirit to be able to do that. Because what happens if you do that, you could change on the inside. But if you don't do that, you stay sort of in this bog. You, you never move forward. You have this cap. You have this ceiling. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet Isn't it amazing to connect deeply with other believers? There's a depth and meaning there that we can't find in friendships with non-believers. As we look with Pastor David at the friendship between David and Jonathan, we'll glean some important insight into our own friendships. When we center on God first in our own lives, our friendships will follow this pattern. God has given us other believers as a gift. So speak the truth to each other in love, cultivating these vital relationships. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. It was junior high week at camp, and it was teen talent night. It was a Wednesday evening, and the junior high was going to put on just a different program, and they were all anxious to sort of win that teen talent. Some played the piano, some did skits, some did mimes, but one of the young boys who was mentally handicapped, Jonathan, decided that he was going to sing. He went before all of those young people at the camp, and he began, and as soon as he saw the faces, he became very nervous. He forgot the words to the song, and he had written them down just in case something like that would happen. And he took out that crumbled piece of paper, but nervously he could not open it up. For with one hand he held the mic and one hand the paper. And one of the young girls in the fifth row, red hair, freckled face, saw his dilemma. And she quickly walked up put her arm around him, helped open that paper, and together they sang. Friends are friends forever. It's the Lord, the Lord of them. And a friend will not say never, for the welcome will not end. At that moment, Jonathan found a friend in Jessica, and he won the teen talent. There are times that you and I need a friend like that. We're in trouble. We're in a difficult place. And we need someone at that moment to put their arm around us and to help us get through. How can we 
develop friends like that? And how can we be a friend like that? Well, there's one of the great classic passages of Scripture found in the story of David and Jonathan that exhibit what friendship is all about. Biblical friendship. Now, there's an African proverb that says, hold a true, a true friend with both your hands. It was Chuck Swindoll who said that we are very fortunate if we have one friend like that. And he said, sometimes you may have two, at the most, three. I mean, a friend that will stick close to you through thick and thin. Be there. Our text this morning helps us understand what biblical friendship is all about and how we can be that friend and how we can have friends like Jonathan and David. The first quality that I want you to see, a God-centered friendship. That's what David, that's what Jonathan's relationship was all about. Their friendship centered around God, was founded on God, was built on their relationship to God. We were made social beings. You were made with a need for friendship. All of us have that basic human need. Remember AT&T, reach out and touch someone? With all the texting and all the cell phones and all the emails and all the means of communication that we have today... So seldom do we really touch another person's heart and they our heart. But true friendship does that. And it centers around God. You could see that their friendship was based, first of all, on loyalty to God. A friendship that centers around God is going to be loyal in 1 Samuel chapter 23, 16 to 17, it says, Then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. What Jonathan was doing at this moment was this. He was recognizing the will, the plan, the purpose of God. And he said, God's will comes before my father's will. And Jonathan was next in line for the throne. He was prince. He was heir apparent. And Jonathan recognized that God had called David to be the king. And Jonathan was more loyal to God than he was to his father. Now, he was loyal to his father, but his loyalty to God took precedence. If we are going to have God-centered friendships, we are first going to need to be loyal to God. Then we can be loyal to our friends, putting God first in our relationship. You notice that what directed Jonathan, what directed David was the will of God and the word of God. I have friends, when we talk, our conversation will center on the word. We'll encourage each other to do the will of God. We'll often pray 
together. And in that friendship, we've tried to cultivate a relationship with God that takes precedence. So if I'm wrong or my friends are wrong, we can confront each other in a loving way. I remember years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I had faced a situation in the church, and I had a real good friend, Jim, and I was sharing that situation with my friend Jim, and Jim said, you know, I really believe you're wrong. And he was right. Because we had a friendship that was based on loyalty to God first, he could correct me. There are going to be conflicting loyalties in your life. Loyalty to wife, loyalty to children, loyalty to church. But when your friendship is built on a relationship with God, when it centers in God, your first loyalty will be to God. And you will say what God wants you to say. When you are loyal to God, and you'll be loyal to your friends. And you'll be able to stand up for them. All of us have known people who will say one thing to you and then behind your back will say something else. David wasn't like that. Listen to what David does in 1 Samuel 19.4. The next morning, Jonathan spoke with his father about David, saying many good things about him. The king must not sin against his servant David, Jonathan said, He never did anything to harm you. He's always helped you in any way he could. That's the New Living Translation. What Jonathan was doing is he was trying to build a bridge between Saul, his father, and David, his friend. He was faithful to that friendship. He was loyal to David. He didn't say one thing to David and then something else to Saul. And that's true when we are loyal a loyal friendship he said and he stood by David even when David was unpopular and became the most wanted man in Israel I was talking to a minister the other day and there was a colleague who was falsely accused of things and they were at some ministerium and This other pastor stood by his friend, even though his friend was not popular, falsely accused. Are we willing to be the kind of friend that stands beside someone when they're wronged, when they're not popular, when somehow circumstances have turned against them? That's the way Jonathan was with David. Someone has said, a friend is one who comes in when the whole world has gone out. Because Jonathan was loyal to God, he could put self-interest aside. And he could be a good friend to David. What type of friend are you? How many good friends do you have? How many relationships do you have that you are willing to stand by that brother, stand by that sister... And be a friend like Jonathan and David. You can. But build that relationship first on God. Around God. He should be the center of all relationships. There was a loyalty that he had. 
It was something else in this relationship. When you build a friendship around God, you'll be loyal to God. You'll be loyal to your friend. Your loyalty to your friends will be reflected in your relationship with God. It's like a spillover. When someone's loyal to his word, loyal to God, loyal to his will, he will also be loyal to others. But there was something else. There was a love for God. In 1 Samuel 18.1, you see that it's built on a relationship of love. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with him. And in the Hebrew language, it gives the idea of being chained together. And he loved him, what does the Bible say? As himself. You know, if you can't love yourself, it's very difficult to love others. If you have such a bad self-image, it's very difficult to be a good friend. But the scripture says, love your neighbor, how? As yourself. And here you see Jonathan loving David as himself. In other words, he cared for him. He was concerned about him. And because he had a good relationship with himself. He was able to have a good relationship with David. In Leviticus 19, 18, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against any one of your people. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. When you love people, you want to do the best thing for them, not the easiest thing. Sometimes self-love in an inappropriate way, it's just patting people on the back, just making them feel good because you don't want to confront them with the truth. But the Bible says, speak the truth in love. I'll never forget when I was a youth pastor, uh, this one man who came to me and his wife had, she had just done the wrong thing in the church. And I remember saying something to him, you know, your wife is really wrong in what she did. And I remember this comment he said, she's my wife. I got to stand by her whether she's right or wrong. And I can't tell her. And I remember thinking, oh, they're going to be in trouble. And sure enough, they moved to another state. And I heard how they went through a divorce. They just separated. And I attribute part of that to the fact that he was never honest with her Never able to have that type of relationship where he could say, listen, your attitude is wrong here. You're not doing the right thing. If you really love someone, if there's this type of relationship, there is this openness. Now, I'm not talking about just uh, stamping on somebody's feet and being really undiplomatic. I'm talking about being able to honestly from your heart speak the truth in love, appropriately, in the right way, at the right time, with the right spirit. One of the best things in life is to have a friend over many years because they know you like a book. They know your ups and your downs, your weaknesses and your strengths. They know everything about you. And they can give the best possible counsel. If you have cultivated godly friendship, George Herbert said the best mirror 
is an old friend. I love that. The best mirror is an old friend. They can accurately pinpoint some of the difficulties, give you wise counsel. Now, one of the reasons that some people don't have any long-term friendships I mean, friendships that span the decades if they're older, friendships that span the years, is because they have not cultivated a friendship that centers around the Lord. Who's a good mirror to you? Who is someone who can tell you honestly like it is and show you, hey, listen, you better straighten up. You're, you're wrong in this area. Uh, you're not doing the right thing here. And help you become a better you. Someone has said, a friend is someone who understands your past, believes in your future, and accepts you today just the way you are. With all the warts, with all the weaknesses, with all the flaws... One of the worst things that a pastor can do is not to teach and live the truth of God's word in the midst of a congregation. I remember calling up an older person in the church, and they had been gossiping, they had been talking, and all sorts of things, so I confronted them. And I shared with them in a loving way, not in a coarse way or a hard way or an offensive way, very diplomatically. And I said, sister, you're grieving the Lord. You're hurting yourself. You can't. And they denied it and they got angry and then they never talked to me again. And to this day, they don't. And I think about that because as a pastor, you want to help people become godly and righteous and holy. I remember visiting some older saints in the nursing home. And they had never been corrected, never reproved, never rebuked. How many of you willingly will accept correction or rebuke? That's a good quality. It's not easy to do that. Pray that the Lord will open your spirit to be able to do that. Because... What happens if you do that, you could change on the inside. But if you don't do that, you stay sort of in this bog. You you never move forward. You have this cap. You have this ceiling. You never get to the next level spiritually. Be that way with your mate where they could sit down and be open with you and you don't just put the walls up. Marriage is about friendship. I think about my wife and my children. When the children grow older, your relationship changes with them. And you want to, now not so much, you're you're a parent, yes, you always are, but you want to be a friend with them. You know what I'm talking about? And you want to be able for them to listen to you and you to listen to them. You have to be wise in what you say and how you say it. But the ability to simply have a relationship with people where... You can hear them, and they can hear you, and and you're wanting to please the Lord. You have, first of all, this love for God, and you love your brother and sister. But remember, love for God always comes first. It's never second. It's never down the line. I remember once receiving correction from a man of God. 
we would pray together on a regular basis, and it probably was nearly 20 years ago or so, we would pray, maybe 15 years, 20 years, somewhere around there, we would pray together on a regular basis. And one day he said this to me. He said, Pastor, I think you love people more than you love God. And when he said that, it hit like an arrow. I was making an idol out of people and not putting God before people. The Bible says that we're to love God more than anything. And so our priority is to love the Lord. A God-centered friendship. You build it on loyalty to God and you'll be loyal to your friends. You're with them when they're up, when they're down, when they're going through hard places, when they're going through good times. And there's this loyalty. I want you to see also, it's not only a God-centered friendship, but it's a character-centered friendship. Your friends can build you or destroy you. Who you run around with, who you hang out with, really has an impact on you. In Proverbs 13, 20, it says this, He who walks with wise men will grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And the idea of fools there is a sinner. So if you walk with wise people, people who love the Lord, who are committed to Christ, who are following the scriptures, it's going to rub off on you. It's going to influence you. It was a friendship that was built on character. What drew David and Jonathan together? It was after the battle that Goliath was slain. And there was this conversation that went on between David and Saul. And Jonathan was listening in. And he saw in David a kindred spirit. He saw qualities in him that he aspired to. I'm going to read to you a couple of verses you see this friendship that was built on character. In 1 Samuel 14, you see Jonathan. He's a man of faith. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let us go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised fellows. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Jonathan was a man of faith. He was a man who trusted God. Jonathan had the ability to say, Lord, I believe, I trust you. And there was something about Jonathan's character that was sterling, that was just exemplary. And you read about David in chapter 17. He's coming against Goliath. And in chapter 17, it reads, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you've defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Notice the words, notice the comparison between Jonathan and David. Both of them were men of character. I want to ask you a question. What attracts you to a brother or a sister in the Lord? What draws you to another Christian? Is it their deep devotion for God? Is it their prayer life? Is it their love for the Lord? Is it their What about their character? 
That should be one of the things that helps us to build a relationship with others. As Dr. Ed Jones continues to take us on a journey through the story of David, we continue to learn more about what a life lived for God can look like. David wasn't perfect by any means, but God used him in powerful ways, and he can use you too. We do hope that you've been blessed by today's message on Building in Faith and invite you to visit our website to learn more about our ministry. Our web address is buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous messages available to listen to or download or even share with someone you feel will be impacted by the message. Be sure to find us on Facebook as well by searching for Faith AG2. We know how important social media is in people's lives today and by liking us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with all that's happening at Faith Assembly. We'd also like to invite you to join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area for our weekly time of fellowship, Bible teaching, and worship of our Savior. We meet each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have many activities for all ages and all walks of life. Give us a call for directions and to find out more about our congregation at 845-462-5955. Sadly, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us again here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the Word of God, sharing with us new chapters in David's story. Your word restores it.